Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. What's crackalackin', Moon Gang? This is your market wrap-up for today, Tuesday, March 29th. And as always, we have a lot to talk about. Of course, we'll be touching on two of our favorite songs, AMC and GameStop. I want to be explaining why I really like what happened in the market today. That might sound a little bit weird because if you look at the percentage gains, not the same craziness that we saw yesterday, but I really like some of the things that did occur. So I'll be explaining that. Of course, we'll be touching on the short interest numbers and all the other related things such as utilization, all that good jazz. Speaking of jazz, we need to talk about some jazz cabbage companies. Tilray, CGC, SNDL, maybe an ETF such as MJ, because we have some political developments. You're definitely going to want to listen to that because there could be some volatility tomorrow. But to get it all started, we have to talk about yields. We have to talk about inversion. What is all this ruckus and everyone yelling about yields inverting? What does it mean? How bad is it? Is it actually a good thing? So we'll be getting into all of that first. So with all that being said, let's hop right into it. The yields are inverting. What What does that mean? It seems like all financial media right now is talking about this. And you might be thinking, what does it mean? Why should I care? Now, obviously, there's a lot of nuances to this discussion. I just want to give you kind of the general overview. Yields are going to be related to bonds in this particular scenario. Bonds are going to be something, basically an agreement between you and the government, like here, I'm going to give you money for a certain amount of time. And this could be anywhere from a month all the way up to 30 years. And for me giving you that money to do whatever the government does with money, you're going to give me back extra payment at the end of it for me letting you use money. It's basically when we end up becoming like, we're, we're the loan shark, but on the government scale. They're taking money for us, and at the end, they give us more money back. Once again, it can go anywhere from a month to 30 years. Well, it naturally makes sense that the longer the maturity date, the higher the yield, which is exactly why we have a yield curve that kind of looks like this. The longer the date, the more yield you get, hence why we kind of get this log-looking graph. So this does once in a while get some distortions in it. And that's when people are talking about yields inverting. And the one that people really focus on is the two year and the 10 year. So basically I'm giving you money for two years. I'm giving you money for 10 years. At 10 years, I expect more money back, but sometimes things get a little bit wonky and the payback on the two year is actually higher than the 10 year. And of course it can happen on other ones as I'm about to explain, 
yesterday, earlier this week, the five and the 30 inverted last week, the 20 and the 30 inverted. So it does happen. But the one that everyone really watches is the two and 10. And today we saw a little bit of an inversion. So I really want to get into now that you know what it is, it's just like the payouts being a little bit different when you expect it to be higher from the longer one. It is a distortion. But I want to explain what does this mean for the market? Is this going to be some sort of fear mongering panic type of thing or is it a little bit different? So let's hop right over to this. And you're going to see here, the bond market is flashing a warning sign. A recession may be coming. Here's why. An inverted yield curve is the bond market is a distortion that has occurred before U.S. recessions. So just to give that a little bit of facts there, every single recession from the 1970s until now, before it, the yields did invert. But there's a little bit of a caveat to that. There have been times that it inverted and we didn't see a recession. So every single time there has been a recession, it was before it, but sometimes it has give, given some false signals, if that makes sense. This happens when short-term bond yields exceed those of longer-term bonds. It means investors are worried about the economy's long-term prospects. So that's the big key there, is basically bond investors are saying, we're not feeling the most comfortable, but also, once again, another little caveat, Bond investors are also the people who kept the two-year yield super low, basically saying that they thought inflation was transitory. And if you've looked at the prices of anything, we also know that inflation is not transitory. The two-year versus the 10-year on the U.S. Treasury bond is generally the most watched by economists. That curve hasn't yet inverted, but another part of the market did on Monday. On Monday, it was the 5 and the 30. Last week, it was the 20 and the 30. This article was written earlier today. And then throughout the day, as you're about to see right here, um, this updates on the daily. If you're using TradingView, you can type in 210Y2Y, and you can see where we start each day. But if you're looking at Bloomberg, and shout out to ad underscore investing 22, there was a brief point around 1.30 today, we did see a brief inversion. It went below 0%. So technically, it did happen. It didn't hold there in real time as I'm filming this. We are not inverted. But just to kind of show you what it means is, yes, it means bond investors are showing the market that they really aren't feeling that comfortable with the long-term prospects. And it also could just mean that they think inflation in the future will be far less than what we're currently seeing because all of this is tied in with inflation and the Fed rate and all of that. I'm here just to give you the general view. But ever since, I guess, 1995, you can see we inverted and then we saw one. Uh, and when I say we saw one, we saw a recession. It inverted, we saw another recession. We saw one Technically, people were saying this was a false signal. We saw one right before COVID, but there's no way yields predicted COVID. So that could have been a false signal, but we ended up, obviously, the market clearly went down when COVID hit the entire economy. But once again, it does give false signals, but every time we've had a recession, a signal did fire before it. So is this a reason to panic and fear monger? No. No, no, no. And then also, if we hold, it doesn't mean the next day everything's turned off and the market goes upside down. Not at all. On average, the recession you see after an inversion occurs 17 months later. On record, I was looking at the data, it can occur as quickly as six months, or it has, and sometimes it occurs as far out as 23 months. And you might be thinking, Matt, a signal that tells us something about the economy 23 months out that's a pretty shitty signal. Yeah, that, that's a very fair takeaway from what I'm talking about. So 
I know you're going to see a lot about this. I just wanted to give you some facts and figures. It's something to pay attention to, but it's not one of these things where I'm just going to like automatically be like, it's done. Capitalism is over. Let's get out of the markets. I, I don't think it's one of those things. Now, speaking of the market, we should point out that, yes, there are implications on the S&P 500, which recently has had a very, very nice run of 10%. I just want to point out that there is a small downside gap the opportunity to basically 456. So with that out of the way, let's talk about some of our Marinara plays. Tilray, CGC, MJ, SNDL, all of those. If you're interested in them, you should be paying attention to this. Bill to federally legalize cannabis heads to House floor. Could the second time be the charm? U.S. House of Representatives may soon possibly vote to federally legalize marinara. On Wednesday, March 30th at 1 p.m. ET, the House Rules Committee will determine which amendments to H.R. 3617 will be allowed to advance to the House floor. So basically, if this happens, they can vote on it. If it passes, then it goes to the Senate. If it, the Senate passes it, then it'll go to the president. So this doesn't mean it's going to like overnight become federally legal, but it's a necessary to step to take in the U.S. government system. Obviously, this is important for a lot of business reasons, a lot of economic reasons, a lot of just like, I guess, human reasonable reasons. So definitely check that out, especially if you're interested in those stocks. Now let's turn our attention to some of our favorite stocks, especially if you're an ape. AMC, Closed out the day at 29.44, which was a gain of 0.4%. And Jamie closed out the day just below 180, which was a drop of 5%. So obviously, GME's win streak has come to an end. Let's check out its daily chart right here. It had a nice 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 win day. Um, and right here, a little bit of a baby red day. I mean, honestly, I'll still take this because in the past two weeks, GME's still up 130%. So that doesn't really bother me. In terms of the chart, I will be watching this level at 182. It's just an important level we've seen previously. And then I will really be looking for that key psychological breakout of 200. In terms of support, if we can't recapture 182, we have this shelf here at 160. In terms of the metrics, the short interest actually dropped today. There was return shares of 1.41 million on a borrow of 930,000. The short interest is estimated to be 24% with a cost to borrow average of almost 19, utilization still 100, and shares on loan of 22.7 million. Now, let's switch it over to AMC. Still holding this trend line breakout. We are right at this resistance level, I would argue, of about 29 and a half. Like I said, it was a baby gain of a day, but relative to its open, we did close below it, but still a green day, still a win. Ever since this run really got going, we're still up 114%. So obviously, AMC and Jimmy are still kicking ass. These are the key levels I'll be watching. In terms of AMC, the short interest is 21%. Cost to borrow, still oddly low at 3.4. Utilization, so 100 shares on loan, 139.4 million with a net return today of 1.69 million. Now, when I started this off, I was talking about AMC and Jimmy, how I like today, which is a very weird statement to say when yesterday AMC gained 45%, Jimmy gained 25%. How could I say I liked what I saw today when AMC gained 0.4 and Jimmy ended up losing five? Well, I said I liked it because with me being an AMC and Jimmy, I would like it to go as high as it could potentially go. And when you get movements like this, 
the technicals simply get overheated. The rocket engines get too hot. And if you push them too hot, well, if you're not building a solid foundation, well, the gas station you need is too far away. It is most optimal to get to the highest point to have healthy expansions, consolidation, healthy expansions, consolidation. If you just do one big expansion and you didn't build nice support, that means when it comes back down to take a breather, the coming back down is even farther. This cycle of going from expansion to consolidation, expansion to consolidation, that's a very natural ebb and flow of the market that is healthy. So honestly, what I would like to see on AMC and Jimmy, we saw a beautiful expansion and I already mentioned this about AMC and Jimmy about two or three market days ago. When I saw a little consolidation here, we saw an explosion. I would love another one, two, three-day consolidation. That is very, very healthy. Now, if you're playing short-term, out-of-the-money YOLOs, that could get a little bit iffy because you could get premium burn. So please, please be careful with that. But overall, with AMC and Jimmy, I'm loving this movement. I would love to see consolidation. Maybe we'll form some form of a bull flag is what I'll really be looking for before we get that next leg up. So honestly, I'm loving the gain we've seen over the past two weeks. I'm hoping that this is the start of a baby period of consolidation, which would be very, very healthy. We're just building that scaffolding higher and higher and higher. And then from there, it's setting up potentially another beautiful move. Now, remember, I'm no financial advisor. These are my own opinions. Nothing I say is ever a buy, a sell, or hold signal, but I would love to get your thoughts and your opinions below because I am happy as a clam for what is going on right now. Let me know your thoughts in a comment below. If you enjoy this video and you want to help me get in front of other people, it'd be awesome if you could hit that like button and don't forget to join up with the Moon Gang by hitting the subscribe button. I appreciate your time and I hope to catch you in the next video. Have an absolutely beautiful day. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.